You're listening to a powerful message from the Overcomers Church World Outreach. We believe the Word of God you receive today will bring restoration and transformation to your life. We invite you to worship with us. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. God bless you as you listen to His Word in Jesus' name. Good morning, Overcomers Church World Outreach. Uh, Welcome to our service this Sunday. Um, I trust you're having a good day. I trust you've had a good week because it is indeed a good day. We thank God for having kept us through this period of time. And in Jesus' name, he'll keep us until these calamities be over past us in Jesus' name. So today is our Youth Sunday. That's why I'm the one who's uh, speaking. And um, it's titled, the, the theme of the service is titled, A Breaking Forth. But before we pray and before we, um, we start off on the message, we're going to do what we are all accustomed to doing in the Overcomers Church family. I'd like for you to please stand up uh, wherever you are if you can. And, um, and with your family, your friends, whoever you're watching with, we're going to declare Jesus Christ the Lord. So when you're about to do this, you don't put your hands in your pockets. You lift your hands up and, um, and, and scream as, as loud as you can obviously considering uh, wherever you are, uh, be considerate of your neighbors. So um, we're going to get ready now. One, two, three. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you weren't awake before now, I trust you're awake. Um, A breaking forth. That's the theme uh, for this Sunday's uh, message. And that's the theme that I'm just going to go with. A breaking forth. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you because the entrance of your word gives light, brings understanding, brings deliverance. For you sent your word and it healed them and delivered them from all their destruction. Send forth your word, O God, even as I open my mouth to speak. It's you speaking, Lord, not me. So take over so that everything that I say or everything that I will say is is something, is what you want said to your people infuse the words that are coming out of my mouth with life because these words that I speak are your words and the words that you speak are spirit and they are life. Grant us, O King of glory, new life. Refresh our souls, O God. Give us hope, healing, O Lord, for those who are sick in any kind of sickness, deliverance for those who are in bondage, O King of glory, direction for those who are seeking direction on how to move forward in their lives. Give us, O Lord, all a new beginning, O King of glory. Change us, O Lord, by your word this morning. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. So we're going to start off by looking at, um, I'm going to just read this scripture, and then we will, for the most part in this message, look at the life of David as a case point or reference point, however you want to put it. First Chronicles chapter 14, verse, um, verse 8 is where I'll start. First Chronicles chapter 14, verse 8. And when the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over all Israel, all the Philistines went up to seek David. And David heard of it and went out against them. And the Philistines came and spread themselves in the valley of Raphiam. And David inquired inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? And wilt thou deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said unto him, Go up, for I will deliver them into thine hand. So they came up to Baal-parazim, and David smote them there. Then David said, 
God had broken in upon my enemies by my hand like the breaking forth of waters. Therefore, they called the name of that place Baal-perazim, or Baal-perazim. Verse 12, and when they had left their gods there, David gave a commandment, and they burned them, and they were burned with fire. A breaking forth. A breaking forth is a Jericho experience of sorts. A breaking forth is a battle that, confir that confirms your destiny. This battle only happened when David was anointed king. He had fought starting from when he fought with Goliath. Um, and he had fought many battles then. Maybe not for the kingdom of Israel, but he had been involved in many battles when him and his men moved from place to place after they were in the desert. And, but for some reason, he made that proclamation here. We also see in 1 Chronicles chapter 14, you don't have to turn there, um, verse 2, and David perceived that the Lord had confirmed him king over Israel, for his kingdom was lifted up on high because of his people, Israel, because of God's people, Israel. It's strange that what confirms a person that is anointed king is a battle. You would expect that, you know, there would be peace on every side. You would expect that the Philistines would come to him and say, you know what, we see that God has made you king. We've tried fighting you before. This hasn't worked out, so let's just let it slide. Let's make peace. Let's, let's have a peace accord, a peace treaty. That was not the case. Brothers and sisters, um, whenever you enter into a new place in your life, um, expect that the enemy is going to want to test you, is going to want to conf conf um, confirm. The enemy is going to want to see whether you are what you say you are, whether you are who you say you are, whether you believe what the Bible says um, or what you proclaim that the Bible says. Uh, you say, I'm victorious. You say, I'm, I'm the first, I'm not the last. No weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. Well, the devil is going to test these statements coming from your mouth. The devil is going to want to test your faith. So we see here that after David was anointed king, matter of fact, as soon as he was anointed king and they heard of it, all the Philistines came to seek him. That tells me that a breaking forth is a place where spiritual potential begins to produce tangible results, countable results, physically accessible results. A place where you break forth, especially as a young person, is a place where we begin to see in your life the manifestation of what God has placed in your life. A breaking forth is, um, for example, when Peter spoke and 3,000 souls were added to the church in one day. That is an example of a breaking forth experience. That's an example of God has done something in this person's life that's beyond doubt, that's beyond an argument. And the way that that gets established, the way that God has set for that to happen, in most cases, not all cases, in most cases is for an attack by the enemy. An attack by the enemy to check, to see, um, do you believe what God has said about you? Is, is the, the anointing on your life has to be tested. You can't have the anointing for nothing. The anointing on your life is designed to be tested. The anointing on your life only grows 
when you go into battle and you win one victory after the other. You will see that even after this proclamation by David, he fought with the Philistines, I think, I, I want to say two or three more times. There were, there were battles. It says, I believe, in 1 Chronicles 15 or 16. And yet again, the Philistines came to meet David. And yet again, the Philistines says, and yet again, I believe two or three times. If you follow that up, um, Google search it if I'm wrong. I, I think I'm right. Um, why did they do that? It's to test, to see whether or not what you say you believe is what you believe. You will not go from glory to glory. You will not go from grace to grace. You will not go from faith to faith. You will not go from strength to strength without these battles that test your will, that test your confession. The confession of your faith must be tested in a place of battle. Young people have to understand that. We are, um, the greatest battles of our lives are ahead of us. So in order for you to say, I have broken forth, breaking forth doesn't mean that that's the last battle you are going to fight. But breaking forth is a, is a battle that signals a turnaround in the, in the course of the events of your life. It is a battle and victory that establishes you, your family, your ministry, your company as a force to be reckoned with. We see an example of breaking forth in Exodus chapter 14 from verse 30 to 31 with Moses. And um, let's, let's read that how Moses was seen after the Red Sea. In Exodus chapter 14, um, that tells the story of, of the Red Sea. Uh, but in 30, it says, Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. And the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. A breaking forth will cause not just a breaking forth will signal to the world that God is with you. We're trusting God as young people in whatever stage of your youth that you are in. We're trusting God that this battle of your life, this new stage of your life, whatever stage you're entering into, will signal a turning point. A turning point to you. You will know that God has indeed break, broken forth upon your enemies like the breaking forth of waters. Your enemies will know it and people around you, your family, people you work with will know that this is a turning point. This is a critical moment in your life, a critical victory that will lead to other victories in your life, in Jesus' name. We see that with Joshua after the battle of Jericho. We, in um, Joshua chapter 6, Joshua chapter 6, verse 27. This was after the battle of Jericho. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was noised, throughout all the country. A breaking forth will bring about divine fame, whether you like it or not. A breaking forth in any ministry, a breaking forth in any family, will bring about some degree of fame. You can't, your life will no longer be the same after you break forth. You can't go back, we're talking about uh, with this issue with COVID-19, a new normal. A breaking forth will lead to a God kind of new normal in your life. You have to be prepared. Not just, a lot of us are praying for things that we're really not prepared to handle. We're really not prepared to deal with. And God sees that we're not prepared. We're either uh, too lazy or we're too, to be honest, a lot of us are uh, perhaps too lazy. Maybe not lazy in the, in the practical sense. We're hardworking, but we've not really prepared ourselves. What would you do if someone gave you a million dollars? 
What would you do if you got a new job today? What would you do if you got that promotion? What would you do if, you, if, they, if someone gave you land to develop? What would you do if you got your own house? A lot of us are praying for things that we've not even sat down to plan. How are we going to use this? How is your... A lot of, God, a lot of times, is preparing us for what will happen after you break forth. Because if someone breaks forth and they're not prepared, if someone breaks forth and they're not ready, if someone breaks forth and they're not um, spiritually mature enough to handle what that breaking forth will bring, it will lead to their destruction. We see that with someone like Saul, without going into detail. Breaking forth, forth there means you are going in a certain direction. Go forth and prosper. I'm sure some of you have heard that. I think that's like a, either a song or a line from a movie. But when you say go forth, you are, you are signaling direction. A person that's going forth, automatically, you assume when they are told that, is the person is going somewhere. To go forth indicates power and direction. It is to be launched into your destiny, your purpose, the reason God created you. A breaking forth is not just a, a regular victory. It's a victory that channels you, that pushes you drastically in the direction of the plan and purpose of God for your life. After Peter preached that sermon and 3,000 souls were added to the church, they could never go back to the way it was. 120 cooped up in one room before Pentecost. Everything changed. The way the disciples treated, the way the other disciples treated Peter changed. The way that um, other people who fellowship with them, it, it had to change. They could no longer remain the same because he had broken forth. And I pray that that will be the case for you in your personal life, in your finances, in your career, in this ministry, in Nigeria, in Jesus' name. God will break strongholds, yokes, and bondage so that you can do something for him. You will not just break forth for nothing. You will not just break forth and end up like Solomon, who had a lot of free time and a lot of money, and it ended up leading to his destruction. You are breaking forth for a reason. You are breaking forth for a purpose. God delivers and redeems his own for a divine purpose. Jesus walked with and groomed Peter with the establishment of the church. From before Jesus walked into Peter's boat, he had already seen that day that Peter was going to preach and the life of the church, not just Peter's life, the life of the church, the life of all the other apostles were changed after that message was preached, after the Holy Ghost came upon them. Um, in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, that's a scripture that we all know. Before be, be, um, uh, God formed and knew uh, Jeremiah. Um, let's, th let's read it. Before I formed thee in the womb of your belly, I knew thee. I believe that's what it says. And I ordained thee to be a prophet unto the nations. In 1 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 9, also 1 Chronicles chapter 14, verse 2, the reason David was exalted, the reason David defeated Goliath, the reason Saul could not destroy David was because God had appointed David for the unification and the establishment of the kingdom of Israel. David was not a big deal for David's sake. David was not famous for David's sake. David became what he became so that the people of Israel would be what God intended for them to be. For Solomon, it was the building of the temple and expansion of the kingdom of God. The, 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 the land that David fought so hard to acquire, Solomon was supposed to develop. Solomon was, as it were, supposed to possess the possession of Israel. But we see that he didn't do that because perhaps he didn't fully grasp the point of this is why God has blessed me so. And I pray that that will not be the, the portion of young people 
I pray that the blessings that God gives you in your youth, you won't squander. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, you won't squander. Anointing, you won't squander. Even your good looks, you won't squander. Esther was blessed with good looks and it positioned her for the deliverance of a nation. Even good looks can be used by God, not can be, will be used by God if you submit whatever it is he puts into your hand, money, who you were born to, whether that's a, a position of advantage or a position of disadvantage. All of that can be used for the, for the good of the kingdom if you let God have it. And I pray that whatever it is, whatever experiences in your background, I pray that you will not squander those experiences. I pray that you won't use them for the opposite of what God intended them to be used for in Jesus' name. What are we breaking? Breaking forth means something was holding you or blocking you or limiting you. There, we'll look at some kinds of enemies. In the case of David, the Philistines. Philistines are long-standing enemies. The Philistines had troubled the children of Israel from the book of Judges, chapter 14, verse 15. Maybe they were mentioned earlier, but in contention with Israel, Judges, chapter 14, is where it started. So that's probably a good hundred years because that's way before Samuel and then way before, um, uh, before Samuel. Samuel was an old man when he anointed David king. So they fought uh, against the children of Israel during the times of Samuel, during the times of Saul. They fought with them during the times of David, and it was during David's reign that the Philistines came to an end, the, 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 the trouble that of the Philistines came to an end. I pray that it, it will be during your time, is when it will be said in your family that poverty came to an end, that sickness came to an end, delay in marriage came to an end, a hardship came to an end. Every plague that is plaguing your family, plaguing your nation, plaguing your company, in Jesus' name, the anointing of God upon your life will bring about its end permanently in the name of Jesus. The Philistines represent an enemy that keeps you impoverished. In Judges chapter 6 from verse 1 to 7, um, it says that the Midianites would only come and attack the children of Israel when, read that, it, it has some very, um, uh, um, it's a good portion of scripture to, to pray with. I'm, 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 I'm taking a, a bit of it. They encamped against them and they destroyed the increase of the earth is what it says there. And Israel was greatly impoverished. I'm reading bits and pieces from Judges chapter 6 from verse 1 to 7. The Philistine type of enemy is an enemy that just wants to keep you impoverished. Not outright slavery, but you, you, you never have enough. Right when something good is about to happen, something bad comes and takes that money away. Right when something good is about to happen with that relationship, you say something or you do something or the other person says something or does something and then it falls apart. Right when you're on the cusp of a breakthrough, something happens. You fall sick. You just got that job and then something happens with the economy. You just got that business and then they passed a new law. It's a spiritual influence that's meant to contain a person, meant to keep them barely able to do anything. You can't serve God when you are under that kind of attack. You can't effectively serve God. Forget it. You can't. You'll be too tired, too frustrated, too angry. And that is what is happening to a lot of the youth, especially in Nigeria today. But by the power that is in the name of Jesus, by reason of the anointing that led to, the, um, that led to this service being called, God called for this service in order that he would release his power to break every such yoke, fighting against our, our lives, our going forward, our prosperity, our establishment and peace in Jesus' name. It's an enemy that makes you pay tribute, little by little, until you are destroyed, a devourer. A perfect example is the woman with the issue of blood. It was a fountain that was not supposed to be open, and it was. So drip by drip, she lost her resources. 
She lost her confidence. She lost her place in society. She lost everything that, that made a person a person. She probably was not able to maintain family. We, we are not given any account of her, her, her family life. We are not given any account of her business life. It was something in her life that totally, forget being a distraction, it became the center focus of her life. It, it, caused her, it got rid of every other thing in her life. Everything in your life that makes it impossible for you to work, impossible for you to sleep, impossible for you to plan. You can't think of anything because of that problem. By the power that is in the name of Jesus, that enemy, their hold, their grip over your life is broken today in Jesus' name. It's an enemy that wants to contain you, that wants to keep you defenseless, even with the appearance of independence. In 1 Samuel chapter 13, from verse 17 to 22, it speaks of a point in the history of Israel where there were no blacksmiths in the land. So only Saul and his son Jonathan, when they wanted to attack the, the Philistines, um, uh, only, only, they were the only ones that had iron tools. They didn't even have iron tools to farm. So all they could get was, all they had to farm with were tools that they could make of wood. Anything that the enemy uses to keep you defenseless. Poverty is a way of keeping you defenseless. Loneliness is a way of keeping you defenseless. Lack of helpers, destiny helpers, is a way of keeping you defenseless. A bad economy is a way of keeping young people defenseless, powerless, unable to do what they want to do, unable to plan concerning their future. But by the power, once again, in the name of Jesus, that, 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 that enemy, the work of that enemy is destroyed in your life, is destroyed in our life, is destroyed in this church, is destroyed in Nigeria, in Jesus' name. How do we break forth? Real quick, stay away from pride. James chapter 4, verse 6. Proverbs chapter 6, from verse 16 to 9. God will not deal with you if you are proud. He won't even answer your prayers. It's one of the greatest sins. Is, um, I know that they, they make a focus of uh, uh, fornication and adultery as young people, but even worse than that is, pri is pride. That was what destroyed the, the kingdom of Saul. That's what led for us to hear David. If Saul was not a proud man, we would never have heard the story of David. Praise God. Have a lifestyle of gratitude. Psalm 102 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, come into his courts with praise. Maintain a lifestyle of thanksgiving. Be thankful for what you have, no matter how little it is. Have a lifestyle of holiness. Psalm 15 and also Psalm 24. Praising God, yes, will grant you access, but what will keep you in the presence of God is obedience to his word. Holiness is for your own good, no matter how um, unpopular it may seem, no matter how unenjoyable it may seem sometimes, whatever enjoyment the devil is offering you, you can be rest assured that a hundred times anguish, grief, sorrow, loss, problem is attached to whatever you see as any kind of enjoyment. The, the God is not trying to deprive you. God is trying to keep you from the wickedness of the enemy. And believe you, brothers and sisters, the devil is very wicked. Pray. Pray passionately. Don't pray as if you have options. Pray like someone who has run out of options. Because really you don't have options. Whatever options you think you have, uh, a phone call away, an, an economy away, a, a, one, one illness away, uh, look at what COVID-19 has done to the world economy. Pray passionately. Cry out to God in faith over and over again, knowing that he has promised to help you, he has the power to help you, and he loves you enough to help you. Luke 11 from verse 5 to 12, we see the story of the man that cried out to his friend at midnight. 
and asked him, I don't have any option. Give me food. I have to give food to a guest. Cry out to God and tell him, this is the midnight of my life. No matter how young you are, it's always midnight when you have a problem. It's always midnight when you're out of options. There's nowhere you can go at midnight. Nothing is open at midnight. So at that midnight of your life, it doesn't have to be the end of your life. At the beginning of your life, cry out to God passionately now. Don't wait till you're in your 40s, till you're in your 50s. You, the, your energy that you have, the money that you have, the parents that you have, connections abroad that you have will fail you. When you cry out to God, cry out to God like you have nothing because in the real sense of it, you do have nothing. Warfare prayer. This is a time when you pray and not just crying out to God, but you speak to that mountain. Okay, the Bible says in Zechariah, it says, who is that mountain that is standing before Zerubbabel? Then say, what is the mountain? That mountain has a personality. The mountains, the strongholds, the problems that we're going to have to break forth against are problems, are principalities and powers that have personalities. You have to speak to them. They have ears. They can hear you. They have eyes. They're watching you. You have to speak to them and tell them what the Bible says. No weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment shall be, I, I shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their, their blessing is from me, says uh, the word of the living God. You have to speak to the mountain. There, there are times where you pray to God. There are times where you cry out to God. But a lot of the time, especially when you are praying in warfare, David went out and fought against the Philistines after inquiring from God how he should go. But after that inquiry, David made a move towards the enemy. Yes, you work hard. Yes, you're studying. Yes, you go to work. Yes, you are, you are getting ready for those exams. But in the realm of the spirit, the way you move things from column A to column B, from sickness to health, from failure to success, from poverty to prosperity, in the realm of the spirit can only be achieved by praying that warfare prayer, by directing the word of God at your enemies, by saying, Satan, the Lord rebukes you. In Psalm 23, it says, and he has anointed my head with oil, my cup runs over. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Brothers and sisters, sometimes the preparation of a table before in uh, the preparation of a table by God in the presence of your enemies means spiritual warfare. The preparation of a table before the presence of your enemies means that you are going to have to, in a place of prayer, possess your possession. For the kingdom suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. What you are going to have to break forth against, that place that you are trying to get to, that vision that you have for your life, for your marriage, um, for your career, for Nigeria, is only something that we will take by force in a place of prayer, not physical violence, not violence against people who you think are your enemies. It's violence in a place of prayer with the word of God directed at the forces and powers of darkness. And in the name of Jesus Christ, our breaking forth is guaranteed in Jesus' name. Finally, you cannot break forth. Um, you are not anointed. You can't inquire of God. Inquiring of God is a product of relationship. If you don't have a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ, you can't inquire of God. You can't go fight against the enemy. You will suffer the fate of the sons of Sceva. So if you're listening to me today and you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, I'm appealing to you today, give your life to him. See what's happening in the world. If the devil had his way, what we're experiencing now is nothing in comparison to what he would do to the people of the world with this disease or any other disease. Um, give your life to Christ because Jesus loves you. Jesus is not trying to take anything away from you. Jesus is not trying to keep anything away from you. Jesus is, wants to keep you in good health. 
Jesus wants to bless you. Jesus wants you to have as much fun as possible. He just wants you to do it in a way that will not lead to your destruction, the way the devil is offering to you or claims to be offering to you. So if you have not given your life to Christ today, I appeal to you to do so. And if right now you have decided to do so, please close your eyes and, and um, pray. Say these words after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. And I ask you to cleanse me of my sins, to forgive my sins. I admit that I am a sinner and I need your salvation. Please save my soul. Accept me as your son and daughter and write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name. If you said that prayer, you're now a born-again believer. Um, following this section, there'll be information on the screen, phone numbers that you can get in touch with for further direction, counseling, and for prayer. Um, we thank God for your life. Heaven is rejoicing over you and we give God all the glory in Jesus' name. In Judges chapter 6 from verse 3, please get ready for prayer. If you can stand up, um, uh, get in the mood for prayer with um, uh, other people that are there. I want us to pray along. Judges chapter 6 from verse 3, it says, And so it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up, and the Amalekites and the children of the east, even they came up against them. And they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth till thou come unto Gaza and left no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep, nor ox, nor donkey. We're going to cry out to God today and we're going to say to him, my father, my father, my father, every power of the enemy, every witch, every wizard, every strong man or woman in my family, every principality and power that is warring against my increase, devouring my increase, leaving me no sustenance by the power that is in that name, Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we come against those forces and we decree that we have broken forth. We are breaking forth. We are breaking forth by reason of the anointing. Every yoke that is devouring our increase, every yoke that is devouring our increase physically, our increase spiritually, our increase in our finances, our increase maritally, our increase in terms of childbearing, everything that is devouring our increase so that we work and we're not able to see what it is we're working for. We witness and we're not able to see what it is we're witnessing for. We, we sow and we're not able to see the fruits of our labor. By the power that is in that name, Jesus, we decree that their forces, their powers are destroyed in Jesus' name. Satan, you will no longer be able to devour our increase. You will no longer be able to take what belongs to us, whether it's through sickness, whether it's through unholy laws in the land, by whatever means. This evil sickness that is devouring the increase of the economy of Nigeria and the nations of the world, in the name of Jesus, hear ye the word of the Lord. We command you to leave us alone. We command you to get out of our environment. We command you to get out of our lives. We command you to get out of our company in the name of Jesus. We command you to get out of our homes, out of our marriages, out of our lives as young people trying to move forward in this life in the name of Jesus. And so, brothers and sisters, we are descendants of the Lion of the tribe of Judah, and we have overcome. We have overcome principalities and powers. We have overcome rulers of darkness. We have overcome spiritual wickedness in high places. We have overcome the things that have held us down, that have held us bound. We have overcome bondages and yokes. We are breaking forth because we have overcome. We have overcome by the power that is in the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony that Jesus Christ is the Lord. We pray you have been blessed by the word of God you received today. For prayers or counseling, our doors are always open. 
We invite you to worship with us at the Overcomers Church World Outreach. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. We look forward to seeing you at our next service. God bless you in Jesus' name.